From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. LeBron James is the GOAT. And Michael <laughs> Jordan is the most overrated athlete in history. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't call in. Stop. Don't dial. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM channel, lady. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry often refers to LeBron James as my GOAT because his GOAT is Michael Jordan. And so I just had to, you know, I just had to. We, but that's how I know you like with a younger child, man, because like you just like the antagonized. Oh my you? God, that is so true. <laughs> like I have never met like that. Maybe that's why I got no problem with Dylan Brooks poking the bear because I spent my whole life, you know it, like you know younger brothers are always like, uh, how can I piss everybody off? And that's, that's. I have of, one, trust uh, me, I, I know. know. <laughs> that's why, that's why Tony and I are going to be uh, besties uh, when he gets me that LeBron jersey that I still haven't gotten in the mail. It's fine, Tony. It's fine. I'm not angry about it. Uh, all this stuff I'm saying about LeBron and the Lakers fans all think that I'm a Laker hater, I, which is amazing to me. I just happen to think that this year's Lakers team was wildly overhyped. And I was confident coming into the series that Memphis would show the world that and I would be able to make a clap back video. But uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to make a clap back video very confidently anytime soon because, as you all know at this point, it's a 2-1 lead for the Lakers. And it's not just a 2-1 lead, Harry. Let's be honest. It's the fact that the Lakers look like the older brother that's been toying with the younger brother, Memphis Grizzlies, who've been a little too emotional, haven't been able to control themselves, hasn't been the best version of Memphis. And, and it just feels like the Lakers have stepped back and been like, oh, it's cute. You're like, remember when your older brother, well, you were the old, but remember when your brother would like hold your head where you couldn't actually like swing at him and you were trying to swing at him and they were like holding you by. That's what I feel like I'm seeing right now with the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Well, and everything goes to Anthony Davis, a guy who had 31 points the other night and 17 rebounds. That's how that's how it has to Ooh. be for the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron's going to do his thing and add to, you know, to, to the scoring when it comes to this team. But when Anthony Davis is balling like we've seen him the last game that these two teams played, now it's easier for D'Angelo Russell. Now it's that much easier for Austin Reeves. And Hachimura, I can't thank him enough of what he's been able to do in this playoffs and adding that bench scoring to the Los Angeles Lakers. He's been consistent throughout these playoffs or this series to, to be exact. But everything goes through A.D., that, that was the case in games one and three. Game two, it wasn't. That's why the Memphis Grizzlies were able to win that game. But also, you know, D'Angelo Russell decided that he wanted to score 17, and he didn't want to go on that, that milk carton, but he probably knew I was going to talk crazy about him today. So shout out to D'Angelo Russell for being engaged and actually hitting his shots that helped the Los Angeles Lakers get a 10-point win and go up 2-1 in this series. Well, John Morant was back in the last game, and, of course, at the press conference afterwards, he was asked how his hand felt in the return, this is what he had to say. Feel pretty good, man. Um, obviously, you know, it's some stuff you just got to, you know, play through and tolerate. Um, me, you know, I love being out there, you know, for my team, you know, any chance I get, especially, you know, when we're, you know, going to battle. You know, I don't want to, you know, just leave them out there, um, you know, by themselves, not being able to be out there with them. So, um, felt pretty good. Um, and in that fourth quarter, you know, I was just trying to, you know, like you said, win the game. Um, I got it going pretty good. Uh, was making shots, uh, just, you know, couldn't pretty much get over the hump. The 
The question is, can they maintain that in this game? Because, look, I, I don't like the phrase must win, uh, but this feels about as close to a must win as you can get, right? Like, you're down 2-1, you go down 3-1, you got to go back to Memphis. Uh, now you got to win three straight against this Lakers team. That's just a heavy lift. So the only way, in my mind, the Grizzlies can win this game is if they get the best of Ja, and they will need that tonight in L.A. Well, yeah, that, and I also think, um, you know, Tim, Tim Buntemps, when he had him on earlier, he brought up a good point. Uh, actually playing Luke Kennard probably more minutes than Dylan Brooks, even though Dylan Brooks brings that defensive prowess that you want from that side of the ball. But Luke Kennard is a, is a guy that, you know, if he's going, the three balls are going to go in. The shots are going to be made. That's another reason why they did that trade and they got him so he can be a guy that added that instant scoring that I thought that they needed coming off the bench. So that's one of the other things also – I don't think Dylan Brooks can be taking more shots than Jerry Jackson Jr. Also, one less shot than Desmond Bain. Dylan Brooks has to understand, yes, there's playoff basketball. Yes, you said you said what you said about LeBron James, but you don't make it personal, right? When you're making it personal, now you're taking your team out of the basketball game for an individual and selfish act and need. Don't take it there. Understand it's a team game and do what you have to do to support the team in the best way possible, not jacking up 13 shots and hitting three of them. Well, I think part of this comes down to, I, I want to go back to what you were saying a second ago about Dylan Brooks coming off the bench. It, we just saw this a couple of games ago with Golden State, right? Like it was Draymond's desire to come off the bench when he came back from the one game suspension because he thought it'd be better for the rhythm of the team. And it turned out it was, right? Like Draymond came out and reminded, I love it. This is the way they said it at the broadcast at one point that Draymond came back into that game and reminded everybody of his value to Golden State. Well, this is Dylan Brooks. If we're going to sit here and say Dylan Brooks is trying to be the new Draymond. He's also got to back it up with the play. It's not just about what he says. He's got to come out and have that same impactful, okay, this is why they put up with all the you-know-what from Dylan Brooks because he does this on the court. Like He's got to make that very definitive statement for his team in the way he plays. And if that means coming off the bench because it's best for their rhythm, he should be you know, happy as a pig in slop to do that. But see, I don't think he has to come off the bench. I just think, and, and I love the point that Tim brought up, he may need to play more minutes, Luke Kennard, that is, more so than Dylan Brooks. You still start him because you got to remember, he is a young guy. Draymond is a veteran player, right? Draymond understands the concepts and the ins and outs of basketball. On the court, off the court, he understands it. Even though he, he, he does a lot of crazy things that too, too many people aren't fond of, when he talked to Steve Kerr about it, he said it in, a, in, a, in, in one of his interviews, who cares how I feel? That's the mindset of, 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 of Draymond Green, though. I don't know if Dylan Brooks has that mindset. You know, and, but you also don't want a player like Dylan Brooks who can add value to the team. You don't want him to go in the tank because he doesn't un understand things from a mental capacity like a Draymond Green does. So it, it'll be interesting to see. If, and I, I want to oversimplify again, and I'm just going to keep saying this because Coach said it to me uh, a couple of weeks ago as the playoffs started, and it's in my head every time I watch this Memphis team. It's about know your role. It's about do your job, specifically. Yep. Not even just know your role. It's about do your very specific job. And know your role and shut your mouth. I wasn't going to say it that way, but, but there is sort of an element of <laughs> understanding exactly what your team needs and doing just that. Now, that being said, the one person that has a role that really could still explode, as crazy as it is to say, is John Morant. You mentioned Tim Bonteps was with us, ESPN NBA reporter. He said this earlier today on this show about Ja and what he could mean to this series. Obviously, it was a bit of garbage time, so it's a little inflated. I'm not too concerned if I'm the Lakers that John Morant scored 22 straight points um, in Game 3, but... 
to me, the, the jaw we saw, especially in the second half of that game, that's the guy that I thought had the chance to dominate this series because the, the Lakers really don't have anybody to guard him. That's part of this. I, I, I don't want to say we haven't necessarily seen it because we see it in spurts. I'm waiting. We started this segment by joking about LeBron, Michael Jordan. The one thing you knew in a Michael Jordan series is that there would be that defining, you can't stop me, you can only try and contain me, and even that's futile at best. We see that from LeBron. We see that from the greats across the NBA. We see it from Giannis. You know, there are just times when the superstars take over and say, I dare you. I'm, I'm waiting for that in a huge chunk. I'm waiting for a game from Ja in this series that is the I dare you game. You can't stop me. I'm going to go at you. And particularly if he's aggressive in his ability to do that, it can create foul issues for the Lakers. It can create all sorts of matchup issues. It feels like that's part of this missing piece. Not just points, but just that that sense when you're watching it of, oh my God, this person is unstoppable. I also believe the Memphis Grizzlies need to win this basketball game with Ja Morant playing. Because it, up to up until this point, the two games that he has played in, they did win. And the one game he didn't play, they won. So I think that's important also for the Memphis Grizzlies. To, when you have your superstar player out there getting a win and actually seeing that happen in this playoff series because it hasn't happened up to this point. Yeah, it just feels like... They're, it's like you're on a roller coaster. It's going up and up and up, and you're waiting to get that momentum that carries you down and makes this the best ride of your life. How many years are we going to wait for that momentum to hit for Memphis? Like last year, it was injuries to jaw and an inability to play within their emotions. Now they are down two games to one in a series that is really defined so far by injuries to jaw and an inability to play within your emotions. <laughs> like I'm just looking at this thing saying, how many times are we going to do this before it's Charlie Brown kicking a football at Thanksgiving and I just want a different result? And that has to come tonight from Ja coming out and dominating and also from the team playing within their emotions. That's not what I want from you. I want a definitive statement from you. You know that's what I'm waiting on from you. Yeah, Memphis is going to be just fine. They're going to win tonight. It's 2-2, then it's best of three. They're going to win this series. Wow, you ain't said it with your chest. That's I mean, how I know you scared. You yeah. scared. You didn't say it with your chest. You Memphis scared. is going to beat the Lakers, and I will stand <laughs> on the top of the mountain as the king of the hill, and I will wave my flag of Memphis pride. How's that? Oh my! Oh my goodness. Fits and Aries presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, and RV, and more. And if something wasn't mentioned that you had in mind. Find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE, because it probably can be. All right, one trend we've seen in the NBA playoffs that's downright horrifying. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Top stories in sports. Guys, huge news over here. To the bottom. This is it. Rock bottom. This is Three Up, Three Down with Fitz and Harry. You know how it goes. Mondays, we like to give you some of the spectacular and some of the spectacularly bad from the weekend. The Three Up, 
the three down. One of us gets the ups, one of us gets the down. Harry, I just, you know what? I like playing the villain. I think the more we roll into the show, the more I'm just going to embrace that I'm just the lovable bad guy. I'm the little brother that uh, that gets under everybody's skin. I'm going to keep going down. I think well, you it, get the ups. That's fine. And that's fine. Just don't be like Dylan Brooks and blame the media oh, okay. Okay. for well, it. You know okay. what? You know what? You raise me up. You can raise me up now. Like, uh, all right, you're going to be the up. So uh, let's start with the first one on the list and play Number the voice one. of God. There we go. Oh, you got ahead of me there, Devin. Well, try Number again. one. Oh, jeez. Uh, Come oh, on. What are we doing? Finger. Number one. Okay. You know okay. what? This is what happens when you do it too fast. All right, go ahead. Number one, I'm going to go with this entire XFL season, Fitz. Um, I was able to be a field analyst for the first time and had an amazing crew. I was on the C crew with, you know, Tom Lugan, Bill, John Schifrin, um, Stormy Bonantoni, and our producer Aaron Owens and Johnny Hannon and everybody else in company. I really, really enjoyed it. I had a hell of a time, man, and it was it was something I, I will remember the rest of my life. It's just how much fun we had. We bonded off of the field. Uh, I think that allowed us to make the product that we were doing on the field and have it be that much better because we got so close with one another. So. That's my number one for this week. I love that that was your number one up because my number one down is the XFL tiebreaker and playoff format. Okay. <laughs> I, I could not believe this, y'all. We were live on air for XFL today. And that's the studio show every weekend uh, that gets caught up on all the XFL highlights. I'm not even kidding. We couldn't get our own stats and info department uh, to agree on what the tiebreakers were because it was such a wild scenario between St. Louis and Seattle going into the last game of the season that it ended up somebody on Twitter sent me the DM that they got from the XFL. They gave us the exact points that would have to be scored that would still allow St. Louis to get into the playoffs. That's right. Because there were so many teams, it went down to, to tiebreaker number five, and tiebreaker number five was so complicated that it was like, all right, Seattle has to score less than 34 points but can't allow more than 30. Like It was it was mind-blowing. And also, like I think they just sort of screwed up the playoff format. Give each of the division champions an automatic bid, then the next two best teams. Because what we have now is Arlington is in the playoffs. St. Louis was one of the best teams of the year all year, and they are just sitting around watching the playoffs. So I hate the fact that it came down to that and that the guys didn't have more controllables in the end of it. So a, down, a rare down for the XFL that you know I've been so high on. So that's my... My first down. Let's go to the next one. Number two. Number two, New York stand up. The New York Knicks, and particularly guard Jalen Brunson. 29 points, six rebounds, six assists. Time and time again, he made clutch baskets in that game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, who also have Donovan Mitchell on the opposite side. He's shown you guys time and time again that he's the one that should be in the New York Knicks uniform. It's time for everyone to start embracing him. Because you want to know why, Fitz? I am. That's why he's my number two. We going up, and today's not even Tuesday. We uh we, we go into a game at the Garden. That's that's what like you Harry. Are you getting us into a game at the Garden? Courtside. My, ske- my schedule has to match up with it. All right, courtside. Well, you know what? If you want, I'll just dress as Harry Douglas, and then but, I'll but, just but tell listen, people I'm you, and then I'll go. That's going to be hard because the Boston Bruins are still up. Oh, you know what? I'll save it. Oh yeah, I'll yeah, save it. Yeah, save, save, save. All right, my, my number two it. down. NBA players punching the almonds. What are we doing? Like, stop going for the peaches. The All right, stop, stop trying to get down there and, and like seeing what the uh, what the bar peanut selection looks like. Like I don't need any of this. I feel like every single game right now we got somebody backhanding somebody in the no nos. We got somebody headbutting somebody in the no nos. We got somebody trying to kick somebody in the no nos. We got somebody punching the, the punching the ball. 
out. I'm just saying, like, at some point, you just got to realize that the refs are now looking for it. So if your hand is close to the nether region, just don't throw it. Like, at some point, you got to look at the way they're calling these games and saying, hey, you know what's going to get me kicked out? Contact with the no-nos. So maybe I'll leave the Mike and Ikes alone. Maybe I'll just uh, maybe I'll just stay out of that that realm. That's all I'm asking at this point. Like, just be smarter with your hand placement. Leave the cashews alone. Yeah. Leave the I honey roasted cashews. peanuts alone. Right, yeah. Leave the salted peanuts alone. I can't eat the honey. Just stay away from them. The honey roasted stuff is like that's like my body's a shrine. I'm not putting that sugar in for no good reason. But cashews, you give me some cashews, I'm good on that. All right, what's next, Evan? Number three. Number three. Pistachios. You know, I had to save oh. the best for last. My Boston Bruins. <clears throat> Let me rewind something for a second because, you know, not too long ago, you guys gave me hell on this show because my Bruins lost the only playoff game that they've lost in this series so far and gave up six goals. But let's talk about the six goals that they scored yesterday. Bruins! Bruins! Now, Fitz. I would love to take you to Madison Square Garden. But before I can do that, I have to take myself to a Boston Bruins playoff hockey game before we can go to a New York Knicks playoff game. So to recap, and by the way, I would take you up on that uh, completely. But to recap, the best team in the entire NHL this year at a historic level won a playoff game in the first round, and that's worth being up on? They scored six goals on a bad team. Like what? What are we doing? Everybody makes the playoffs. You can't in the be a NHL. bad team I mean, if I mean, you're in the playoffs. Everybody makes the playoffs. And well, not everybody. Nashville really a, didn't. I don't want to talk about that. But you can't really be a bad team if you make the playoffs. I, I mean, okay. Well, uh, let's see. The Bruins are up three games to one, right? I mean, Vegas, as we stand. By the way, you can watch them tonight taking on Winnipeg on ESPN at nine thirty p.m. Eastern. Vegas is up two games to one. We talking about Vegas here? We giving Vegas any I mean, love? Like, I, I, I mean, heard- if we're gonna. If we're going to put any of the Bruins up, we got to put Linus Olmark up, their goalie, for almost getting into yeah. a fight. Like, if you're going to get a goalie fight in the playoffs, that deserves to be in the up. Uh, how, how do you feel, Evan, about the Rangers, by the way? They're up 2-1 two, two to one that game on ESPN tonight yeah, at 7 one. p.m. I, I think it's a must-win. for Not must-win for the Rangers tonight because they're up 2-1, but I think tonight's a huge game for them. They have a tendency in the playoffs to go deep into series that they don't need to go deep into and play Ooh. extra games. I'd like to see them win this game tonight and close it out in the who, next game. Who hurt you? That you can be up two to one in a series and call it a must win. Like, it's a, no, I, I said it's not a must win. It's just like this team tends to play six, seven game series when they're the much better team. They've been the better team for two of the three games. This shouldn't go six or seven games. They should win tonight and then close it out in five. I mean, hopefully, you, you know, y'all would meet the Bruins in the conference finals, but that hopefully. Yeah, I'm a long way that, down the road, Harry. The Stanley Cup final between the Bruins and Vegas where we're going to go to both games. We'll go out to Vegas and we'll go out to Boston. We'll make it a whole team outing. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I've got one more down to give you, by the way, number three. And my number three down is predictably Dylan Brooks. Like, you don't get to act the villain, talk like the villain, go to the middle of the ring. Like, I don't want my best WWE bad guys to go to the middle of the ring, talk smack one night, and then the next night come back all sensitive because they're being portrayed poorly. You don't get to sit there and just absolutely poo-poo all over LeBron one night with your confidence and your glasses and look at all kinds of ways and be like, oh, I'm the man. And then the next night be like, well, the media has portrayed me. Now, the media didn't portray you as nothing. The media put a microphone in front of your face and you talked. So if we are portraying you, you as the villain, maybe instead of looking at us, look in a mirror and ask yourself what you said that makes people think that you are the villain in this situation. I don't think that Dylan Brooks is a villain, but if he's going to sit out, sit out here and say that it's being crafted as a narrative, at least take your own damn responsibility in the narrative that you helped craft. 
Or just take the spanking that LeBron James gave you like a man, boss. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you, you talked all that talk like thinking that you were going to get after LeBron, and it looks like all you did was get in your own feels. Woo! Mm. Woo! All right. Dylan I... the villain. The Dillonator. Wow. Wow. Dylan the villain, I do like. That's a pretty good nickname. All right, coming up. A Super Bowl champion tells us why one rebuilding team needs to add a national champion to their defense. That's next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. NFL Draft. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. Live from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. The NFL Draft is officially open. It all begins with round one. Thursday on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. With the first pick. All right, we gave you two of the picks so far. That means two more to go. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, the Fitz and Harry mock draft. Again, Harry and I will be part of a super group of Voltron, if you will, on digital. You can hang out with us all the way through the first two days of the draft. For every single pick, we'll have you covered. No commercials on digital, ESPN uh, app. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of the fun social places. In the meantime, we've made it all the way to pick 19. It's time for the chimes. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock. For that, we go to Super Bowl champion Booger McFarlane with the pick. With the 19th pick in the 2023 Fitz and Harry mock draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Nolan Smith, linebacker, Georgia. Mel Kuyper Jr., player profile. Very solid career, impacts the game in a variety of ways. At 6'2", 238, ran 4.39 at the combine with a 41 and a half vertical. Had a really good season in 2021 when he was completely healthy. That year, 53 tackles, eight tackles for loss, four and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, and a pick. Had the torn right pectoral muscle in October, played only in eight games, but he's healthy, he's ready to go. He can be the centerpiece, the foundation piece for a defense. 6'3", 238 pounds, ran 4'3 in the 40. Yes, he missed most of the 2022 season with the torn pictor. However, he is the quintessential 3-4 outside linebacker, someone the Buccaneers could use. Let's not forget Shaq Barrett coming off a torn Achilles. They don't know if and when he's going to be ready for this season. They drafted Joe Tryon Shanka a couple of years ago. He's yet to prove that he can get consistent pressure off the edge. So Nolan Smith sitting right there at number 19. He is a perfect fit for what Todd Bowles wants to do in this system. Somebody that can rush and get after the passer. Also can drop in the coverage because this is an outstanding athlete. A perfect fit for Tampa. All right, Harry Douglas, systems matter. How do you like not just Nolan Smith, but Nolan Smith in this defense? I, I, I like it a lot, Fitz. You you look at the defense that they're going to um, basically be running and have been running a 3-4, right, when you have the stand-up outside linebacker, stand-up ends, and a two-point stance. And Nolan Smith did a lot of that under Kirby Smart at the University of Georgia. His two, 2021 tape was uh, off the charts and amazing. 
the athleticism, the explosiveness. You hear the 439 and the 40 yard dash. You have wide receivers that's not even running that in this year's draft. Also, the 41 and a half vertical. He's a guy that can do a lot of different things on the football field and can use him as a chess piece. I love this pick for Tampa because when you have guys like Logan Hall, who they drafted last year from Houston, you have Vita Vea, you have Joe Tryon Shalinka, you have those three guys on top of Nolan Smith. It's like you have that young nucleus and you can, you know, mold these guys to be a force up front. I love the pick. I love the player. I just think he needs to be in the right system, and this feels like that, right? Like, And yep. I'm not saying that he's a system player. It's just where he's coming from and the, the style he plays. I, I don't want him to go somewhere where he's sort yeah, of you, a tweener. You, 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 you want him in a two-point stance. You don't want him with his hand in the dirt. That's not really his thing. Uh, I think he's more effective when he's in that two-point coming off the edge wreaking havoc. And if there's any knock on him, it's he's a little lean in his frame, so he struggles to keep weight on, right? So what's that going to mean for him? I think that's a, a, a big portion of it, but I do love that pick for Tampa Bay and remember no trades were allowed so you just got to go the way the board is going with you and so now it's time for the chimes again now the Seattle Seahawks back on the clock remember this is the 20th pick they drafted Jalen Carter with the fifth pick here's Mina Kimes again with the next pick with the 20th pick in the 2023 Fitz and Harry mock draft the Seattle Seahawks select Miles Murphy Clemson. Mel Kuyper Jr. Player profile. Wasn't quite as dominant, Miles Murphy, this year as he was in 2021. Obviously, you look at the explosiveness out of the blocks. That's what gets your attention. He has enough bend off the edge as well to take what he did in college and transition into the National Football League. Stock dropped just a bit this year from what it was in 2021. But as a guy who works, will be a really good situational pass rusher and probably a starter, more best suited for a 4-3 defensive end spot. Pass rusher, a um, little bit raw, leans a lot on that long arm and bull rush, but he's super fast, super strong, ton of upside, uh, especially because he's so athletic and Seattle could use another edge rusher. This is the funny thing. If you were reading mock drafts a year ago, Miles Murphy was at the top of a lot of them. Harry, what do you think? I love this pick. And you talk about uh, offensive lines. Better watch out if things play out like in our mock draft. Getting Jalen Carter with the first pick, and then you're drafting Miles um, Murphy, a guy that sh- a block a block shedder, right? Good with his hands, but I think he needs to work on his pass rush moves. Does a great job turning speed into power, um, and going to get the quarterback. Didn't have a, 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 a more productive year last year as he did in 2021, but I really really like this pick for this team to go along with Draymond Jones, who they brought in the free agency, Jaron Reed, who's brought back, and Wusu, and also Daryl Taylor. Uh, that defensive line, if they get those two guys, they're trying to build it like they had that Legion of Boom uh, team, that defensive line back then for Seattle, and that can be pretty scary. I think what's interesting about this pick, which also I agree with you totally, I love this, and Seattle would have gone out of this draft and addressed two huge needs out of the gate. What I love, uh, what I think is interesting about this pick is I, I hear so many people talk about the lack of development to his overall pass rush game, which is a fair critique to have. But also, you have to acknowledge the fact that at Clemson, they played him all over that line. So they moved yep. him all over the place. It makes sense to me when you're talking about somebody that's been moved inside sometimes doing a three-tech thing. Like, he's moved all over the place. It makes sense that he may not have honed in on some of those little things as a pass rusher because that wasn't his only focus at Clemson, right? Like, they were asking, yep. they were trying to teach him to be an all-around defensive lineman. So I think it's interesting that his production is a knock on him, but I think his versatility is a huge 
huge, uh, huge plus for him. So I, I like this pick. And again, like I said, Harry, this is why you know the day after the draft, we're going to see all these way too early mocks. Way too early mocks have Miles Murphy. People were in love with Miles Murphy even six months ago, and now all of a sudden he's finding himself as the fourth or fifth uh, rated pass rusher in this class. On Wednesday, I'm actually their defensive line coach, Nick Eason, was uh, with the Tennessee Titans when I was there. So on Wednesday, I'm supposed to talk to him a little bit more about uh, the prospects that they actually have going into the draft on their defensive line. And, and by the way, I mean, you start talking about pass rushers. There's a little run on pass rushers here. Nolan goes off. Miles Murphy goes yep. off. We already saw Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson. But we haven't seen Lucas Van Ness go off, right? Like, uh, Lucas is still available, I believe. I don't have the full list in front of me. But a little surprised. It feels like he's fallen farther than I would have expected so far through the process of this mock draft. By the way, who will go first? Stroud or Young? Find out Thursday. The 2023 NFL Draft is on ESPN Radio. First round coverage starts at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. It's going to be an absolute... I, I'm not just uh, I, saying this, but Harry, I've never, three, four days before the draft, been this unsure of what to expect in the first 10 picks. I don't know what we're going to see at all, and that makes it wildly interesting to me. Well, I got one question to ask you. Hmm. Are you not entertained? No, yeah, that is true. Well, it depends on who the Raiders take. If the Raiders take somebody, oh, I, yeah, I, I might not be entertained. I might just be drunk by the time we get midway through the first round. Loser. If anybody asks, it's just water <laughs> in my Red Solo Cup uh, when we're hosting that show. All right, one star returned to his team in the playoffs while another still waiting for their MVP. We'll tell you if he's any closer to returning next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. No point in being quiet when you know you're going to be right. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel Lady. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. You know, sometimes... no, 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 no. And no. I know we had we had a plan for this segment, no, no, but no, sometimes no, no, no. plans get derailed. Tick it, tick it, tick it. Devin, I need you in on this. Okay. We had a bet, me and Fitz, that whoever won the Myth, I mean, the uh, Sacramento Kings and Golden State Warrior series, the opposing person had to buy J Tim's wings for the entire crew, right? What did Fitz just say, or what did he just sound like when he realized it was that series that we bet on? I looked at him. He had a moment of realization in his eyes, and he said one single word, Harry. He said, damn. You know, <laughs> and you know why I said that? Because all I was thinking about was, damn, those free wings are going to taste good. Oh, man, I can't wait for Harry <laughs> to buy me those wings. Yeah, okay. I'm spinning this thing around. Really? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what really, you're talking about. It's, it's Really? So I, I don't know if you know this, Harry, but there are three games left in the series, two of which are not at Golden State. And Golden State plays about a well on the road. It, like I, I would give Devin a bigger shot of winning a road game at this point, one on five, than, than Golden State. Oh, Golden State's terrible on the road. We all know that. They're in the bucket of suck on the road, all right? Like they just live in their own little island of Stinkyville, right? Like it's the town of bad. That's where they live on the road. So I'm not worried about it. I feel good about that. I feel I feel great about okay. this. So here's what I have to ask you about mm -hmm. the Sacramento Kings this season, right? Uh -huh. yep, yep. The last team to beat the Kings at home during the regular season 
No, regular do season who, doesn't matter. Just relax. Just, I'm just asking you a question. Regular season doesn't matter. I don't, who cares about do the regular season? Never even heard who, of it. Do you know who that team was? Never even heard of the regular season. Doesn't matter. This is playoff basketball. It totally hits different. <laughs> you can't use my own lines against I mean, you me. You just told me playoff basketball hits different <laughs> later on, right? Like uh, that, 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 I feel so, good about this. So who do you believe in more? Steph Curry and Klay Thompson or Kevin Herter and De'Aaron Fox? Uh, I, I'm sorry. Are you just leaving out? I mean, we don't believe in Sabonis at all. Like, is that where we are now? I was trying to keep it to a guard. I mean, I, well, I don't, I don't, I don't need guards. I don't need just guards. Like, I diversify my portfolio. I like big men I, and little even, men. Even if you do put Sabonis in it, yeah. you believe more in Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox than you do in Steph Curry and Klay Thompson? I mean, is this NBA Jam? We're only playing with two players? I mean, is that what we're doing? Now? Like, <laughs> He's on fire! <laughs> Hit me up, Arcade 1-Up. I still want one of those He's machines. Uh, up. Uh, yeah, I, 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 look, I, I, you know who I believe in? I believe in the totality of the five in... Uh, in Sacramento, I, I, oh, so you you believe in Harrison Barnes too? Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. At some point, he's going to shoot his way right out of this little mini slump. It's a it's a tiny slump. It's a, you know what the past the past playoffs don't matter. That's past, what I thought. Past playoffs don't matter. That's what I thought before I lost a lot of money back in 2015, 16. Okay. Well, see, uh, that that was your mistake because you, you, this is a more refined professional version of Harrison Barnes. Oh, you know what? You are, you are right because he did go 3 for 11 and had nine points and missed a game-winning shot. I mean, 3 for 11 means that he was almost there. Like, you know. Uh, like, <laughs> could, I mean, 3 for 11, 4 for 11 would have been a little bit better for me. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Now, look, I am unflappable in my confidence of Sacramento. I'm also unflappable in my confidence in the Bucks. But I think this one's okay. Like, Giannis, Giannis has missed some time. This is Mike yep. Budenholzer, Bucks head coach, talking about the update on Giannis's injury. You know, we'll continue to monitor him. He did some individual work today on the court. Um... You know, and we'll see how he feels, you know, from this session today and see how he wakes up tomorrow. What has to happen, I guess, from now until tomorrow for him to put you to play? I mean, I think, you know, the medical group, um, you know, myself, John, um, Giannis, you know, just got to feel like he's in a place where he can play. Um, you know, it's, it's just uh, it's, it's a little bit of everything. So, um, you know, when we make a decision, um, whether he's in or out, then, you know, we'll let you guys know. But. Just continue to monitor him. The game's at 7.30 tonight, and I'm not nervous about the Bucks, but I'm kind of nervous. Like, they're down 2-1 in this series, and it sure would be nice to get a win. Like, I, don't, I, really, I mean, yeah. uh, I, Milwaukee falling down 3-1 just would feel wildly chaotic to me. I, I, there's no way I ever could have predicted that. Well, the Bucks going down 3-1 with a healthy Giannis wouldn't bother me. The Bucks going down with a... Uh, hobble Giannis, yes, that bothers me a lot. Now, I think the one thing that actually should, you know, put a lot of fear in Bucks fans is the fact that they have no answer for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is averaging 30 points in this series. You got to figure out how to neutralize him, but he's so good at, you know, ball faking and getting defenders up and getting to the free throw line. He has that mental toughness, that physical toughness, and he understands how to put a team on his back. We've been seeing, seeing Jimmy Butler do this for the last three or four seasons with the Miami Heat, and he's done a damn good job of it. Uh, almost willed his team to a win in the Eastern Conference Finals last year against the Boston Celtics, but didn't have enough in the tank. So I think for the, Buck, for the, for, for the Milwaukee Bucks, you've got to figure out how to neutralize Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that's easier said than done. I mean, uh, right now and uh, right now, according to the the injury report, the latest injury report from last night, Bam Adebayo probable, 
Butler questionable. I think we all presume he's going to play. Tyler Hero out. We know that. Uh, obviously, uh, Victor Oladipo, the the next out there. Like the Heat are banged up. You know, that's the other surprising part about this. It's not even just that Giannis is banged up. Okay, and that's that's an issue for Milwaukee. I could buy that. But this is a banged up Heat team against a Bucks team that's missing Giannis. And it shouldn't look this way. Like uh, all year, I've said the Bucks will be fine. They'll be able to turn the switch on. They'll be great. Uh, uh, you know, they're, I'm confident they can go to the NBA Finals. I'm watching them now, and it just feels like they are shell shocked and weren't ready for the best of what they're getting from Miami. Well, I think for, for the Miami Heat in game three, you look at guys like Kyle Lowry, who hit 15 off the bench. Uh, Caleb Martin had 12. But the biggest surprise was Duncan Robinson. You lose Tyler Hero. You lose that 20 points a game from him, uh, from his injury. But Duncan Robinson, who can shoot the lights out of the basketball, came in and hit 20 points and went five for six from the three-point line. So now you have a guy in Duncan Robinson who hasn't played this much this season got his opportunity and was Johnny on the spot and, and you know, cashed in on it, make the best of, a, of, of, of the opportunity that was presented to himself. Yeah, and I mean, it, the other part of it is you look at the final score, and I know final score is not everything, but my God, like they didn't just get beat by Miami in the last game. They got their butts kicked by Miami in the last This isn't like Sacramento and Golden State, you and I can go back and forth on it. We will go back and forth on it the whole time because that series has been great with epic games. I'm looking at this Bucks heat series. They lost game one by, what, 13? Uh, then they win game two by 16, and then they lose game three by 22. And they, they were getting shellacked not, in the first half. It's the three-point line. It's the three-point line, right? Um, and you look at all those games, and the three-point line has been significant for the winner. Um, hasn't been nice so much to the loser. Yeah, well, they're going to have to get this thing turned around right now because uh, certainly the last thing you want to do is have your back up against the wall down 3-1. I don't care what the Bucks have accomplished in the past. That game, obviously, uh, 7.30 p.m. tonight, and then the Memphis uh, Lakers game, they will either have me talking my talk or eating all sorts of crow in that game at 10 p.m. Eastern. The entire lineup of Memphis and L.A. going to join Kenny and Carlin. Don't want to miss it. In the meantime, thanks for hanging out with Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to three Eastern on ESPN Radio, and you can watch on the ESPN app.